Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and I want to let you know we've hit the 750 mark. And then some, the and, Uncle Ronnie and then some have spoken. The I Am Uncle Ronnie t-shirts, uh, we're going to get them. They're in the works. We got somebody designing them right now. Now I have to tell you that I've had people come to shows that have made their own I Am Uncle Ronnie t-shirts. I t -shirts. saw that picture. So incredible. Uh, so thank everyone that is, is being involved in this podcast because... There were times where uh, I'd go on stage and people would yell, I'm Uncle Ronnie. So people are listening. It's, it's, which is one of those. I never thought this was going to happen with this podcast. That's absolutely real. It's one of, it's one of those things that's so cool right now. And in 10 months, you'll be on this podcast. All right, listen up, motherfuckers. <laughs> one more of you shout, I am Uncle Ronnie. No, it's amazing. People have been so great about it. So yeah, it's been fantastic. So here, I think here's what we're going to do. We're going to, they're, they're being designed right now. Yes. We are going to put them up on the web when they are done. We are not going to, they will cost. Whatever Only the cost what they is. cost it. Uh, no, the, no, we're no not making any money off these things. Yep. Um, and then uh, what we'll do is we'll just put out a link to that, yep. and you can just head there and get them and take care of it, and that'll be that. And honestly, if you're one of the people who messaged us about, just message me, and I'll send you the link. If you're listening right now, I think we're recording this a couple days before it goes up. By the yep. time this goes up, I think they'll be ready. So. Yep. Hit me with a message on Insta, Facebook, Twitter, any of that stuff. I'll send you the link back, and you can get you an Uncle Ronnie t-shirt. Yeah, this is uh, I, from both of us, from all three of us, from everyone involved on this podcast. Thank you very much because I really did think we were going to do this for about five episodes, and it would peter out. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is absolutely fantastic. It's fun to get to come in here and, and talk with my friends and, and everything like that. So thank you for the support. And sorry to be so cheesy right now, but I mean it. Yeah, because it's petering up, not out. Peter in. Hey, everybody, this is Chad Daniels. Hi, across from me is Cy Amundsen eating blueberries. Blueberries! And over in the corner, guess who it is? Oh, it's the Adorbs Hay Bales. Not eating blueberries. Not even close. Got a haircut. Got your hat on backwards. Hay Bales was just a at Trucker's Cap. He was at Bonnaroo, the music festival. Does your hat, Bonnaroo. is it from Bonnaroo? Oh, but you got a haircut before or after Bonnaroo? Before. Nice, smart. Yeah, that was really smart. That way you don't get... Uh, you don't get targeted by the feds as a drug lord. Sure. Does that happen a lot at music festivals? Easy, big time. I went to a music festival, I told you, in Alabama, mm -hmm. and I walked in, and I was clearly the oldest person there by 40 years. Yes. And uh, I got, the cops were like, who are you going to see? <laughs> what are you here for? Who are you here, who are you here to see? And I was like... These people, and they're like, oh, you know the answers? Chad was just introducing himself. Hi, I'm Jump Street 44. I mean, Chad. I'm I just Chad actually Daniels. just, I just, <laughs> I had a rash. I had a sweat rash on my taint, so I had to walk with my legs spread a little, so it probably looked like I had Coke balloons up my ass. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Everybody has been asking me, because we recorded our last episode and then the Stanley Cup Finals finished. Oh, they sure did. And Chad, he's acting excited right now. But Chad, going to that game seven, he texted me. I should have never mentioned that on the podcast because people well, were true. so. I got so many questions. Everybody was so jacked for you to win this. Well, bat. right, and, and here, you did. You won. I here's why I did win, and here's why I thought I shouldn't have mentioned it on the podcast because a lot of people were asking me to hedge the bet. 
Now, if you're yeah. not if you're not a gambler curious. and you don't know what happened, so I put five hundred dollars down on the St. Louis Blues, thirty-two to one odds. I had a chance to win sixteen thousand dollars. But leading up to it, I could have, especially game seven, right? So yes. game six, you let it ride, of course. But game seven, you can bet basically one to one odds. I could have bet eight thousand dollars that Boston was going to win, mm-hmm. and I would have. Walked out with money no matter what. Walked out with eight grand, no questions asked. It was just like, it was guaranteed money. And I know people who were furious that you weren't doing that. I have to tell you, it's not. It is so unromantic and so anticlimactic to, to, in my opinion, to hedge a wire-to-wire bet. Because you were talking about before the season started, before October, the first puck was dropped. Right. Yep. Until the end. So I just I couldn't imagine doing that because I do like more than the money because I'm half of it goes to taxes. Let's just right there. Yep. Let's start with that. Um, but uh, and eight grand is still a, a ton of money to keep. I do understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just like I really wanted to. And watching the beginning of game six, I saw there was such a weird energy in St. Louis on all the kids' faces, everything that was happening, I was like, they're about to get their asses beat. Yeah. And then when they did, I was like, okay, now they got that out of their system. Now they have another game chance to win the Stanley Cup, but it wasn't the first game to win the Stanley Cup. So I really did think they had a good chance at winning. I There there can't have been a more annoying person for Chad to deal with on the Game 7 day because Joel and I watched it, and we were both – living vicariously through him and i was just every time something would happen i would just text him but not anything specific i would just right. text you the words holy shit because well, i didn't watch it it's happened he didn't watch it Isn't i didn't that watch crazy? the crazy that's crazy to me i i can't even begin to get into that i don't i don't understand well, i just think like it's nothing i can do is going to change the outcome of the game but if you if you, but that's if you if the other thing was unromantic you not watching the game is don't you want that big romantic like when they scored that fourth goal and you're like it is over over that's the height of betting romance right there that yeah. is i mean i just i refuse to you watch are the game splooging into but I, the uh, I did check in once in a while maybe so here's what i'm gonna do with the money okay people have been asking what are you gonna do with the money first of all like i said eight grand immediately to taxes mm-hmm um, but I have uh, opened two separate bank accounts, $4,000 a piece. And whichever one of my kids gets all A's in college, I don't, it's just one semester. I will sign, I will sign that over. Now, my son listens to this podcast and he realizes that he does have the mental capacity to win this bet and win both accounts before his sister's even in college. <laughs> Yeah, he's got he's got like a three year yeah. head start. It's a chance for him to get this eight grand, and I and I'm gonna I'll put money on this. He won't do it <laughs> because he's got all these friends up at school, and I just don't think I think he's like me. Once I get down near two hundred pounds, like I'll be two oh two, and I'll be like, all I need is one more week, and I'll crack break into the one nineties, and I'm just like, ah, two oh two, fuck, it's pretty good. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and eat this ice cream and everything else. But I have a chance to win it back as well if I I can guess the exact amount of gas that goes in my car dollar-wise. I start it, and once it clicks, if I'm right on the money, I get one of those accounts back. And do you get to do this every time you pump gas? Yeah, but you 
you it's way harder than you think. No, I don't I don't think the that the closest easy at I've all. come, I was 3678 mm-hmm. is what my guess was and it was 3617 and that's as close as I Do the come. kids have to be in the car or are you just driving from no. pump to pump? No, no, no. Yeah, just like, all right, come on, dollar 05. No, I just uh um they just have to take my word for it. But I'm not going to take I mean, I'm not going to take yeah, it. Yeah, you're an honest person. Yeah. I'm not going to take it if I didn't win it, but uh, speaking of uh, honest people and the opposite of that. I haven't had a driver's license for 10 months. <laughs> what happened? Do you, I, you don't no, even drink. Absolutely not. And I know I haven't told you that, but I have technically had a revoked driver's license for 10 months. And I was, yeah, you can't tell me secrets cause you know, I have to tell <laughs> I know that's why yeah, you, you got to keep that shit to yourself. You also don't know this when we talked earlier this week and I was back down in Ohio, uh, I was down there to go to court. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, Last August, driving to the airport, pulled over, ticket for not having my insurance card with me. Officer goes, you send it in, they'll wipe the fine off, no big deal. You have a chance to prove it, right? Okay. I mail it in. A month later, I get a letter from the state that says, we never got it. We're taking your license away if you don't go handle this by Monday. It was the date. Okay. So I go down to the courthouse and... Uh, and well, first, I, you go down to Ohio. No, no. So, then sorry. to the courthouse. Sorry, I've... This all started in Minnesota. Okay. So everything that I've said so far is happening in Minnesota. Okay. It, this story ends in Ohio. So oh, Trail of Tears. It, uh, <laughs> I don't think that's what the Trail of Tears was. No, it sure wasn't. So I go down. I talk to a prosecutor. She's like, okay, I see your insurance card. Fine is wiped. Your license is active. You're good. I go, great. Two months later, I'm driving home at night after like a set here in town. Officer pulls me over. He goes, hey, you don't have a driver's license. And I tell him this whole story. I was like, yes, I do. This is what happened. And he co- like, literally looked at me and goes, oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, with such a dick. Oh, I bet it is that way. So I have to. I have to. That's like the older brother when you tell him you have a girlfriend from summer camp. She lives in, she, yeah, she lives in Park Rapids. Okay, sure she does. So I have to park the car over on the, you know, in a parking lot. My brother Greg has to come pick me up. It's like 1230 in the morning. He comes and gets me. We're driving home and he is roasting me. This is a good time for Greg. (laughs) He is not angry. He had to come pick me up. He's just enthused at the opportunity to criticize me. Doing the math, he could have been so excited, went home, had sex with his wife. And that's why they have a baby. And that's why the baby is here. That's, That's good math. So we... The next day, we have to go down to the courthouse in Minneapolis, the downtown one where they have the driver's testing center and everything, Mm -hmm. right? So we go down there, and Greg goes with, and he's still just having the time of his life. (laughs) And we have to get in a line that then tells you what line to get in, right? So this is like the original line. And Greg is like literally just asking other people why they're there in hopes they'll ask him why he's there. (laughs) What are you doing? Uh, Parking ticket. Ask me. Ask me. He's 34. Like he's having... (laughs) The time of his life. I'm my grown brother's chauffeur because he's an idiot. <laughs> so we get to the front. They go, you're going to need to retake your driver's test. And I go, what? The written test. So there's a center to do it like in the other part of this lobby. So we go over there. We get in that line. We get up to the front of that. And the woman goes, uh, what What do you? Uh, what can I help you with? And Greg doesn't even let me talk. He just goes, my 34-year-old brother needs to take his written test. <laughs> <laughs> and so... I go in and all these computers, there's this little bay of computers and they face the lobby. So you can see everybody sitting out in the lobby. And I think these numbers are correct. I think it's a 40 
question test and you can get eight of them wrong. But there's this cool thing that happens. Yeah, my 15-year-old daughter just took that test. Is that what it... <laughs> she, just, she just took that test as well. Is that correct then? It, it is, yeah. Eight wrong, yep. So <laughs> it, the computers do this really cool thing where when you get one wrong, it lets you know. So you have a running tally. So I am 24 questions in, and I've gotten eight wrong. <laughs> oh, dear. Because the woman goes like, you want to go study for a day or two and then come back and take it? And I was like, what? St I'm American. I can take a driver's. I was so fucking cocky. And I got in there and I was a disaster. So, so far you've missed 33.3 repeating percent of the questions. That is exactly right. Okay. And now I need to, after missing 33% of the questions, I need to go. Point three repeating. I need to go 16 for 16 to keep my driver's license. And I can just see Greg. Just sitting in the lobby like a cartoon fox, just like <laughs> rubbing his hands together, licking his lips like, yes, yes. And no shit in the greatest performance of my life in any arena. I, I go, think Jenna would agree with that. For sure. And I'm not even going to. I know you're doing a bit. I'm not even going to argue. I'm not doing a bit. I'm just saying someone's been calling you Siagra. No, no one's been doing That's that. That's true. No one's been Ambo. doing it. Zero people have been doing true. that. I go 16 for 16 on at least five guesses. So I somehow passed this test. I have a driver's license again. If I'd have failed that, dude, the next time we had a family gathering would have been a fucking Comedy Central roast. Greg would have called people immediately. Our family has yeah. this rule. Like if you're an adult who does something really dumb, we are going to criticize you until you don't want to see us. For a Imagine getting weeks. criticized by all those people after you had to walk several miles to get there. <laughs> That's a nightmare. Two months later, okay. driving, pulled over again. Officer goes, you don't have a license. And in a moment of pure white privilege, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I go, get the fuck out of here. And he just goes, start again. <laughs> yeah. I was like... You're real lucky. I go, okay, I'm so sorry. Uh, and then I told him what had happened. He is pretty cool about it. He goes, go to a different DMV and see what the situation is. Because I had my little yellow sheet from taking the test. Go to them. They say there's just a mix-up in the computer. It's just taking longer than it should to, to reset it and show valid. I'll restamp your paper. She restamps it, right? Okay. New that, date. New date. A refreshed date. 90 days. I okay. told you the story was long. Now I'm in Ohio. But it was going to be 90 days long. I get pulled over in Ohio. Okay. Officer goes, you don't have a driver's license. And I try to explain the whole thing to him. And he is super great. He goes, I'll give you till Wednesday to handle it and call Minnesota and come back in here and I'll wipe this ticket out. I don't know if you've ever tried to call the DMV. <laughs> no. But you know when you're at the I DMV? I take care of my business. And you just hear that phone ringing the whole time. <laughs> oh. Nobody. And so I have, a, I have a court date set. And I have to push it because I'm getting married. So I have to push it two weeks. They, I call to push it. She goes, you can only push it one week. I go, well, I need to push it two weeks. She goes, well, what's going to happen is you will push it for a week, and then you don't show up. Then there will be a summons to appear for two weeks, but that's okay. And then I go, okay, and she hung up, and I thought for sure. She's like, Cheryl, he bought it. Yeah, that <laughs> you just you, – your name keeps going on paperwork. I know. So I fly home, married, yada, yada, fly back down there last week, I'm down in Ohio. Joel and I go to the courthouse. 
I walk in and there's this woman behind the counter and I go, I need to speak to a prosecutor uh, to settle this issue. And she goes, and it was weird. It was Wednesday. And she goes, courts on Thursday. And I go, okay, I don't, I don't think I need to go to court. I, <laughs> I just was told by this officer that I need to come here and speak to the prosecutor. She goes, prosecutors here on Thursday. And I go, I, I know, but he's a, certainly he's not a one day a week prosecutor. Cause can I set an appointment with him? She goes, Court day is on Thursday, the day after Wednesday, two days after Tuesday. Do oh. you have any other questions? And I channeled you. I've been listening to your pep talks because I looked <laughs> and I go, yeah, uh, my birthday is on a Saturday this year. So I'm curious how that works in correlation to this county's court day. <laughs> um, she, this woman definitely doesn't let gay people get married. No way. She's never signed no a marriage way. license for gay she, people. If, you have a, if, you, if you're a straight guy with a lisp, you're not getting within a <laughs> mile of cake if this lady has anything to do with it. So uh, I, she just, when I said that sarcastic remark, she just turned and walked away. I, uh, just as a side note, I don't understand how you can... This is not a small town. I don't understand. The, the university in the town has 16,000 people. What do you mean courts on Thursday? Who, yeah. what you, I was picturing I'm going to walk in there. It's just a guy sitting on a bunch of fucking hay. <laughs> handing out, you're sentenced to eight years of farm work at Johnson's. Like, I, it's, I don't understand how you have one day over. I saw more of a Matthew McConaughey coming oh, in to help yeah. you. Yeah. Like, he didn't have a license for 10 months. Now... Imagine he's black. <laughs> so I That's come, from a movie. Okay. So I love that movie. Thank you. So I come back the next morning. I walk in. Thursday lady is there. And I'm like, hey, I'm back on Thursday. I need to talk to the prosecutor about this. She goes, what you going to do? You go in the courtroom. You'll see the bailiff at the front. You go up. You tell the bailiff your issue. He will take you to the prosecutor. So I walk in the room. There's like a, Christ. There's like 100 people in the room judge up front other court people up front bailiff way up front the bailiff in no way shape or form looks like he should be approached <laughs> <laughs> looks like he's like i told him trina now let's watch his ass get tased for that birthday oh, remark awesome so i run up i talk to the bailiff he uh he gets me to talk to the prosecutor right away we go in an office settle everything he goes all right i'll have the judge call you we'll be done with this i go back i sit out and it's a college town but it's like so half the people in there are there for like they're like beautiful college kids that are there mm -hmm, for sure. drinking stuff. Sure. And the other half are quite possibly the opposite of that. Guys like you see like a woman who's like a 10 next to a guy who's just like itching scabs. Yeah. And talking about the foot he stole or some weird shit. <laughs> and I'm sitting next to a guy in back. And in the minute I sat there, I just heard him go two fucking hours, man. Two fucking hours. I'm missing a whole day of work for this shit. Two fucking hours. Within a minute of him saying that, the judge goes, Cy Amundsen. <laughs> so I'm just pushed to the front line. So either they think I'm a murderer or I'm the mayor's son. Wow. And I go up there and he goes, Mr. Amundsen, uh, it is my understanding that the government has made a mistake. <laughs> and I go, oh, I wish you wouldn't have phrased it like that. <laughs> one? Goes, you just go, one mistake, Your Honor? And then he goes, on behalf of this county, I uh, understand what you've gone through here, and I want to apologize for all governments involved. Say that we will be uh, getting rid of the fine. We will be wiping this from the wreck. This will not have existed, and I just hope you accept our apology. 
And then I turned around and I don't know what the most you've ever felt hated in your entire <laughs> life. <laughs> but just pure, I was like, I, I, we went to a Vikings game, a playoff game when I was like 21 years old and the Vikings beat the shit out of them. And I remember we were really enthused until about the third quarter when we started looking around while we cheered. Yeah. And like, oh, let's put the jackets on and uh, get mm. out of here. That's how I felt. I was, I thought I was going to get the shit kicked out of me. I had a moment once at a Chicago uh, soldier field mm -hmm. where I thought I, my life was at risk so much that I had to go apply for a Chicago Bears visa card for the free blanket. <laughs> And then I wore the Chicago Bears blanket around my body because I thought I was going to be murdered several times. Several times. I know that was a long story, but that's basically almost my entire last week was the culmination of this event. That is crazy. And I just love that you got called right up. And not only did you get called up after that guy's going two fucking hours. They also apologize. Oh, God. Like bring you an ice cream cake. Like when he apologized, I was like, don't. <laughs> don't, you don't know these guys man we will have you now walk through the courtroom and accept an apology from everyone <laughs> in here and everyone's just like god Sai, as a reward for the government's mistake every poor person in here who feels like they're uh improperly accused raise your hand Sai will come around and spit in your mouth <laughs> and curse your children um i don't know if you saw the look that just hit my face but the cord for my headphones just hit my inner thigh, and I thought for sure I just didn't feel myself pissing my pants. <laughs> That's honestly what happened. I was sitting here and I go, hold on. Am I only connected from the thigh down? What's going on right now? Oh, that felt so weird because it was like running down my leg. What the? F no, yeah, you, you, you gave a, that was a, that was a, that was a look. Kind of an oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That makes sense. I had something expunged for my record, if oh. I may. Oh, interesting. When I was in high school. Expunged. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like real, real stuff. Go it's on. Real lingo. Um, so I, in, in uh, my junior year of high school, I took advanced chemistry, not because I'm smart, because I knew uh, that it's partners in chemistry. Right? Yeah, I was partners. And I knew that if I didn't do my homework or my part of the project, that my partner would do it because it was just a bunch of nerdy kids that didn't want bad grades. Yeah, that's smart. So I was going to piggyback that. I was the only kid that didn't take all the other really smart classes that was in this class. They were like, what the fuck are you doing here? And I go, I don't know. Schedule got changed. <laughs> and so I get in there, and one day we find out that saline solution or salt water can break an electrical circuit. Right? Oh. And I had heard about this through someone else from my town that had went on and, and – went to college and did this was in one of the oceans 11 movies no but i also want to listen let me let me tell you this so remember when i was telling you that story about the timberwolves yeah game the bulls game or and your the, dad the, yeah the three doctors kids whatever and i was saying they were giving me shit and i wanted to out i wanted to best them yes i should i was listening to that because i wanted to make sure that i hadn't told this story yeah and I wanted to make sure that um, here's something I didn't add. I became friends with all three of those guys. Update. Oh, really? I became friends with all three of them all through high school. I was very friendly. One of them graduated a lot sooner than I did, but I was right in between two of them grade wise. Okay. And I, I became great friends with them. Fun update. I'm still friends with one of them. Neat. The youngest. Yeah. What a fun update. Anyways. So I'm in high school. <laughs> and uh, guys, really quick. I told a story last week 
And I just, I feel like after I told the story, I need to point out, since then, the fake antelope and I have been getting along Im- really, really well. And I just, I just want to set the record straight. The fake antelope is a nice guy. I, so hold I, on. <laughs> I think this would have been way better if you would have trusted your gut to go with immensely instead of pausing on it when you went we're getting t- we're getting together uh, we're, we're getting along in pretty good <laughs> the the problem you was, could hear you start the word and then you're like that can't be the right word the problem was i was panning through the unbelievable list of shady characters from my story and i was like do i go antelope do i go horse meat guy do i go larry guy who do i pick okay so anyways your we, record has been expunged we find out that uh, this salt water can break circuits. So I go get some friends from the religious school in town, the Lutheran Brethren School in town. It's a private school. Now, one of them now is a painter. I still talk to him. He does work. We work together. Uh, Number two, um, one of them is a missionary in Africa. Oh, interesting. Now, missionary and mercenary, you need to be careful (laughs) when you're saying those two words. Because missionary... I mean, that's way different. Like, you, yes. if you don't know the difference between missionary and mercenary, you could ask somebody a question about God and then get shot in the face. <laughs> that's true. I've also uh, several times, my, uh, I love the mercenary position. That's, that's what you were going to go with? That's what I was going to go with, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a little different. Just yeah. uh, a lot of choking. Yes. Hand to hand. Cy Cl- loves the close. mercenary position. <laughs> <laughs> close quarter combat. A lot of that. A lot of punching from quarter inches uh so i go get these two guys and i go over to this guy's house and i go hey here's what we're gonna do we're gonna fill up a two liter pop bottle and we are gonna fill it with saline solution then we're gonna take the cap off of your don dishwashing soap and we're gonna put that on there so we can squirt it got it and he doesn't know what's going on so we all three of us get in the car and uh we we drive down and i go i we should try the atm and then this this guy goes, Chad. That's like a that's like real deal crime. Yeah, no, no. I would I'd be doing this podcast from prison. Yeah, right that's now. Yeah. still absolutely. So one of the guys goes, I don't think so, though, right? <laughs> so he's like trying to be real nice about it. I know this is your idea, but let's you know, let's start in the minors. See how that goes. So I go, you got it, pop machines. Yeah, you. You're like the bunch of guys who are like, let's, re- let's drive around and bash mailboxes with a bat. And Chad gets in the car and he goes, find me a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and also, this is a grenade, not a bat. <laughs> so we go around and, and we uh, squirt the saline solution in the dollar changer. Now, warning to everyone listening, this no longer works. Don't try it. It's a felony. I'm going to try it. So you put it in there and all of a sudden you can hear everything going haywire. And when you push like uh, the button for Coke... All the coke comes out. The Whoa. whole section empties. And when you press the coin return, by the way, make sure you're wearing rubber-soled shoes because you're dealing with an electrical current and water. Yeah, not great. Uh, push the coin return, all the coins come out. Ooh. So now you're sitting there, you're getting money, you're getting pop, and it's more for fun. You're not going to retire off of this, right? Fun's so, an interesting word, but yeah. yeah. So then we look at each other. We've, we've done one, right? And of course, in my head, I'm like, ATM. <laughs> but uh, we've done one, and they go, we should do some more. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Where else are there pop machines? Well, it turns out everywhere. Yeah. 
So we drive around and we do this to 13 pop machines. Oh my god. 13. And that's what makes it a felony because you went over $500. Yeah, or 5,000, I believe. Whatever. Whatever you went it was. Over it. it was like grand something. Grand breaking Larceny? Shit. I don't know if it was that. I think that's stealing. So um, this is stealing. Keep going. Well, it's not stealing. It's breaking. It's vandalism. Okay. But so we're not stealing $5,000 worth of pop, but we're breaking $5,000 worth of shit. So we go everywhere. Golf course, Walmart. So we end up, we end He's up. Like on a spree. Across the street from a Hardee's restaurant. Home of the Frisco Burger. Yeah. And it turns out, it just so happens, this is Easter weekend, it just so happens they're getting ready for a brand new breakfast sandwich to be unveiled. So there's a fucking manager at Hardee's at three in the morning. Oh, so this was the middle of the night. Yeah. Okay. So he sees us, and you may think, why does he see you? Well, one of the guys was wearing his football jersey from the <laughs> religious school, number 80. You know who you are, Erickson. So does everybody else, because your number, your neon number 80 was glowing. So there's a description of him and the car. We get pulled over, and it's my Little League coach, also a cop. He was volunteering his time to coach Little League. And he goes, Mr. Daniels? And I go, Coach? And he goes, uh, he goes oh, number 80, huh? The driver. And I go, yeah, no, oh, no. <laughs> that's the way he said that can't be right <laughs> so he goes uh well we've got a got description of this car leaving a crime scene along with someone wearing a number 80 jersey and my first instinct is to go oh god you must have done that before you just picked me up just about, <laughs> just one second ago just right? sell him up the river oh wow i can't believe you did this by yourself <laughs> so anyways we admit we admit to breaking a few of them right and then, you know, now we're in there and they're like, well, none of the ones you admitted to has great pop. And we're like, fucking Walmart. So we end up all of them. My mom has to come admitting to all of them. My mom has to come get us or me at least. And uh, it'd be funny if she just got all of you. May, I mean, listen, there are still people that don't like me because of this. <laughs> Mainly a couple parents. But. Uh, my mom's driving and this is back when the front seat was just one seat so like when you wanted to move the seat up everyone had to shift up it wasn't individual like the whole seat would move up and so my mom has her hand she's driving me home and I can hear her breathing it is like <sighs> she's real pissed. yeah she has her hand on the the headrest behind my head and I go, oh, come on, mom, have a Coke and a smile. What? And she went from her hand on the headrest to just flicking it forward just a little bit to my head. And it almost knocked all my teeth out back into my throat. That's how hard she hit me. I felt like I was concussed. So, so then we get to my mom is like, I had tons of community service. I had to mow a bunch of church lawns and shit. And then my mom had to pay the restitution. And my mom ended up, she goes, I don't know who I write this to. So bring it in there and then ask them or use the stamp or whatever and write it out. And Please I Please tell me you stole it. I didn't steal <laughs> it. I wrote it out to cash and I went to the bank and I got it all in quarters. And then I brought, <gasps> I brought three sacks of quarters 
into the courthouse to pay my restitution for stealing from pop machines. <laughs> and people don't like you? Yeah, can you even imagine? But it was kind of cool. I just clink, clink. It was awesome, though. Anytime my family, like we're all around a campfire and people are telling old stories. And yeah. Without fail, this one comes up to criticize me and make me feel bad. Uh, I was arrested on a speech trip when I was in oh, the 10th grade. <laughs> Uh, what were we doing in high school getting arrested? <laughs> I was a Having pile a great time. of shit. The, the layers that are embarrassing to this is unbelievable. One, I was in speech. Uh, and I was in, uh, my, I was in informative speech. Okay. And my, everybody was very serious. May, were, I, may I? Yes. Quickly? Uh, I was in informative speech in college. Okay. And you have, to have, you have to cite two references. And so one of my references about giving, I, I did a, an informative speech on how to give an informative speech. And one of my references was our teacher. And as soon as I cited her as one of the teacher, or one of the references, she put her pen down and crossed her arms and refused to grade the rest. I got kicked out of her class, which is ridiculous. I was trying to inform people on how to give an informative speech. What about the people that went after me? How helpful would that have been? Well, that's just going to be way cooler of an ending than mine. No, that's not true. J well, buckle up. Okay. <laughs> Everybody told very serious informative speeches, you know, about like genocide and shit. Oh. And my speech was about Drew Carey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming this is your 10th grade, so this is pre-Price is Right. The, oh, this is in the heart of the Drew Carey show. Okay. And everybody would just give these horrible gut-wrenching speeches about world events, and I'd get up there and I'd go... Drew Carey, man, myth, legend. And then I would just give a, just a shitbag speech. So we're at the section speech meet, and I get uh, arrested for shoplifting because my friend and I go to the grocery store next door and see some cap guns, and he goes, we should steal those. I hate how he's putting it on his friend. I bet you there wasn't even a friend involved. I bet he's, he stole two by himself. Him and his, his brain was like, no. hey, steal it, side. And he's like, who is that? My best friend. There were two of us involved because I'm the only one that got caught. We both stole cap guns. They catch me. No shit. Well, they are loading me into the cop car, and they frisked me, which is a little much for a 10th grader who stole a cap gun. As they're loading me in the cop car, my friend is sitting on the curb about 30, 40 feet away just loading his cap gun watching. Oh, my God. Was his name Tyler Durden, you fucking liar? Stop <laughs> blaming it on your friend. His name is Jesse. He was a real human. <laughs> and the other evidence that he's a real human is he immediately went back to the school and told everybody that I had been arrested. Now, this is an hour and a half from where I grew up. So my dad has to drive to Mankato, Minnesota from his house to pick me up. That's a lot, a lot of time to get mad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they can't keep me at the police station that long. They want to release me, so they are going to release me back to my speech teacher, Ellen Copperud, who is... <laughs> That's a full name. That's a first and last name. No editing. I called it no editing this episode. So they release me to her. She has to come out into the parking lot to get me. And, like, it was like a movie scene. All the kids from the whole school were just pressed up against windows watching, <laughs> watching me get green-miled back to this teacher. And uh, I, I had a lot of this. So like, yeah, she, I got turned over to her. She turns me back over to my dad. 
Uh, my dad on the way home said the greatest thing, cause I'd been in a lot of trouble before that. I'd got caught driving without a license cause I was too young. I had little substance. Wow. Seems behavior. like a pattern. There's no license bullshit. My dad who can have quite the, you know, dad temper to him very calmly, doesn't say much, stops at Dairy Queen, gets us a couple of blizzards. Right. And I'm like, you got one too. Oh, I thought he was going to get one and, and then eat you it in there. front of me. Yeah. No, he gets me a blizzard. So I'm pretty sure we're going to a field. And he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna put me down. He's like, How the, "Did you like the Oreo? Because that's the last Oreo you're ever gonna fucking have." He doesn't. He hardly says anything. I finish my blizzard, and he goes, <laughs> "Who is who's the Sam guy with the mustache?" Sam and all the Elliott. Movies? Dude, why is your dad Sam Elliott? You like Oreos? Hope you like. Bury there, mijo. Stole your voice. So. He goes, the only thing he says is, right as we're getting home, he goes, well, you know what, Cy? Uh, it has dawned on me that you're a shitty criminal. <laughs> you got caught with booze. You got caught driving when you don't have a driver's license. And now you got caught stealing. So maybe just knock that shit off because you're bad at it. And that was it. And I did knock it off. That's I a classy move. Yeah. Also... I embarrassed the shit out of Ellen Copperwood. Like she had spent forever building up the good name of the Worthington speech program. And I ruined it in one cap gun move. <laughs> Felt bad about it for years. Also, my other punishment was other than community service. They didn't let me ride school buses for a year. Oh, no. <laughs> which was a really, Please don't throw which, me in the briar patch. Which is a real, I will say that sounds like it's not that big a deal until you have to ride to all your tennis meets with your assistant coach. <laughs> oh, wait. Was she hot? Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Not. It was a joke. So, um, but I saw that that Ellen Copperwood. I felt bad about that for years after I like became an adult. And uh, I I saw her. Uh, I was at my hometown and I saw her in her car like down the street. And she turned and saw me and waved. And I was like, holy oh. shit! It's, uh, finally, I get to apologize to this woman who I don't need to get too deep into this, but showed such faith in me. I think. Part of the reason I'm a comic has to do with who she thought I could be. Fuck she, this. She's incredible. She is an incredible teacher. I come running over to her car, like ready to go. Oh my gosh. I've wanted to talk to you so long. She clearly thought I was someone else. <laughs> Cause the moment she saw me, her face, she didn't say a word. She just went, yes. like went from smiling to ghost white and then just didn't with her window down, put her car in reverse and then just drove off. The idea of you, the way you like put it in reverse with the stick on the, yeah, the by the the old the Buick, wheel. yeah. But that reminds me of uh, Napoleon Dynamite when Kip's trying to show him you can't break that Tupperware and then it shatters and he just peels out. That's easily my favorite part of that movie. Um, so I la yeah, let's do this. I didn't even mean for this to be a segue. Just told you where I laughed real hard at a movie. Let me tell you when I cried real hard at a movie. Yeah, that's another thing everybody asked. They wanted to know what the big cry movies are. So for me, uh, the hardest I've ever credited a movie, Big Fish, I, I think I yep. told you about that, um, where they, I cried so hard, did I tell you this? That when they came in to clean the theater, they were like, sir, the movie's done. I go, I'm going to need to let the swelling go down in my face before I can go out into the lights of the mall. Because I've been crying real hard for about 25 minutes. Straight. Like, I was exhausted from crying my shoulders felt like i had done some weird p90x shoulder workout just from heaving 
the this is ones I've cried at sad movies before, but I was trying to think of what's a movie I shouldn't have cried at. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Glory Road? I don't think so. It's Josh Lucas. It's the story of the Texas Western basketball team. The first time five black players were started in an NBA in, a, in an NCAA championship. Okay. An all black team. It's a Disney movie. It's a really well done movie. But at the end, after they win the title, I, I, when somebody like achieves something like in big sporting moments, I'll get really emotional. Uh, and when they are getting off the plane at the end of the movie after they've faced all this adversity it's like this really nice moment you should feel good and i remember sitting in the theater and i was with my nephew and i went have i been crying for seven <laughs> minutes and i couldn't get like i i almost had a moment where i was like what's is, are you having a psychotic break because i couldn't stop crying i was i was yeah. like i'm just i did such a good story sometimes I it hits you right melt it down right where it needs to hit you i i get emotional when i see parent stuff and it's just because of like, um, I don't know, like I want the best things for my kids ever and all that shit. And like when I see, you know, and I know it's, it's, it moves so quickly when I see a commercial, right? Like a dad folded all those origami cranes with his, and then all of a sudden she drops a box and it's fucking full of them. Get out of here. I will sit and cry at my couch. God damn it. You kids don't like it. You take a hike. But man, twelve years a slave. Oh yeah. In the theater when he comes back, I mean, Grant, there is a million things to be furious about and cry about in this movie. But when he came back, and he saw his two grown children that he had missed their entire growing up, and he had a grandkid, I fucking lost my shit. And then just wait. A black woman sitting in my row. She was about eighty years old moved over saw what was happening to me moved over sat next to me put her hand on my wrist and said it's gonna be okay baby and i fucking cried the hardest i've ever cried in my life i in my head i was like it started from this parent perspective and now here's this woman that has dealt she's 80 she's 80 she has dealt with the she's worst of humanity it. yeah and she decides to get up and walk over to me and tell me it's going to be okay. What the fuck? I cried. So, have you, you know when a baby cries and they cried, they do a quick one and then you can't hear them because they're not breathing for like a minute. That's how I cried. I went, uh -huh. and then it was just quiet for a while because my diaphragm kept, couldn't figure out like, do I, do I go up or down? What the fuck? And I just sat there frozen, not breathing. <laughs> what, are you, what are you laughing at? You're laughing at me. I was telling you a crying story. Well, a classic crying movie for a lot of people is Field of Dreams. Sure. I love the Field of Dreams. So when I was like 20 or 21, Joel and I went to the, you can go to the actual Field of Dreams. And it's weird because in real life, two thirds of the field are owned by the family that owns the farm. And the other third is actually owned by a bank and they actually hate each other. So like oh. the bank has ghost players, but the family hates it. So the ghost players can only play on one third of the field. There's two separate gift shops. It's crazy. So Joel wow. and I, Joel and I went down there, and obviously the scene is, "Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch, right?" right. And no, that that movie never got to me because I just kept thinking, like, <laughs> I wish my dad was dead. I wish he died so I can get my fucking. I wish he was a ghost so I can get my identity. So back. I can get my identity back. 
you know, Chad watched that movie and then went out in the yard and he goes, hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? And then he quick ran to the other side of the lawn. <laughs> I would love that, Chad. I'm right here. Actually, my mom came out. She felt horrible, just like, I'll do it. God damn it. So we go to that exact spot on the field and I ask a stranger, this is how big of a loser I am. I'm like, oh, you don't have to preface it. We're going to reenact this moment, Joel. So we have our gloves. We have the baseball. I'm going to be the guy who asks, hey, dad, you want to have a catch? Joel is going to say, yeah, I would like that. We ask someone to film it for us. Okay. Which also, what a hero. If that was me, I'd be like, I'm not filming your weird porn. (laughs) (laughs) So it comes time to do it. And I'm, I'm supposed to say my line. And I get like two words out i go hey (laughs) 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 i just started Uh, like i don't know what it was but i just started like i thought of the movie and i thought of my dad and i just like i cried to the point where my hands were on my knees and the guy took the camera and just (laughs) i didn't notice this because i was crying walked back to joel and just goes and man, here you go. And just <laughs> handed Joel the camera and walked off. I would have put it right in your face. And just <laughs> was like, how's that catch? Who are you going to send this to? <laughs> uh, we're pretty close to being out of time here. Uh, but I, we have to talk about one thing that I've been texting you about a lot. Okay. I, so it's, and we don't talk about a lot of current events. But this is a thing that happened in this past week or so that I am processing sure (laughs) you need to know two things about me humans one i am terrified of dying i really struggle with that i'm very scared of it two unfortunately i fucking love magic i love magic too i love magic and i know as comedians we're supposed to think magicians are corny i fucking love magic. i get very excited because it's the one time in my life where I don't try to figure anything out as adults, right? You have to like, there has to be a budget. There needs to be this. You need to plan for the future, blah, blah, blah. But if you fucking, your card disappears, shut the fuck up. It's, yeah, it's the same thing with comedy and writing and all this stuff. We're always trying to figure out the process behind it. Right. It, when you just do magic, I just enjoy it. I just watch. That's if somebody it. takes a quarter in front of me and turns it into a flame and it disappears, I'm, I'll perform oral on you. Like I, interesting. I, Love it. Hey, Bales, look like we're off to the magic shop after this. (laughs) I love it. Now, a thing happened in the world that has been the perfect cross-section of that fear and joy. There are these stunt magicians out there, like the Houdinis of the world. Sure. Who try to do shit like escape out of stuff or get shot or whatever it is, get knives poked through things. You see see them a lot on America's Got Talent. Yes. Where somehow these guys, I I can't even believe it, somehow (laughs) they escape just in time. Every time. Which is like something's about to drop, the knife's about to come, machete their neck. (laughs) And, uh, but they don't, it never does because they, these guys are the luckiest people. They're the luckiest. Well, there is a guy in India who mm-hmm. his name translated, his, his magician name is the Wizard Mandrake, which, okay. dope. Yeah. That is a great, that is a great magician name. It's my, I will say, though, my brother Greg did point out that's either a great Indian magician or it's like the leader of a small town club that you put you shouldn't be a part of. Right. Yeah. Like, these are the these are all the mandrakes. I'm the wizard mandrake. 
we should also point out um, that this name is up for grabs once again. <laughs> because Wizard Mandrake Haybales has perished. Now, here's what happened. He was going to do an escape trick where they straightjacketed him, wrapped him in chains, and they dipped him into the Ganges River and sunk him to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And he was going to escape and emerge. And this is not the first time he's done that. He did it 20 years ago, escaped. When he was a much younger man. This dude's 40. Yeah, much younger man. Then, but get this, he did it again in 2003 in a cage. But some people who were watching saw him sneak out a trap door in the cage and ass- like were so angry they assaulted him. <laughs> yeah. So he did a magic trick and got beat up. So he's an eighth grader. So he, <laughs> this is the third one. So he goes under and he doesn't come back up. And so everybody's like, he's missing. Everybody's searching him. They're dragging the river. They can't find him. He's been for how long? For like a day. So now we think either he's, a he's dead or he's just disappeared. The That's greatest magic. trick of all time. That's the greatest magic. trick. Like to me, I'm holding, and I know this isn't real, but I was holding out hope. I'm like, come on, man, just a year from now, emerge from the river in the greatest yeah. escape magician trick anyone's that's, ever that's seen. That's like some 9-11, I work in the tower but hate my family disappearing shit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Wait, do you think people do I that? I guarantee it. There are people right now living on a beach without anyone annoying them <laughs> that worked in the towers and are, their fucking name is on that wall. I promise you. I guarantee it. <laughs> Humanity sucks shit so hard. I promise you that. <laughs> there's no there's no way. I guarantee no, you. No, no, no. I agree oh, with you. Okay. But there's like in when I knew I wanted to bring this wizard thing in and I've been texting you about it all week and I wanted to talk to you about it. There's no part of me that was like, this is gonna uncover some real nine eleven shadiness. It's it I promise you that happened. They went out for coffee and they were like Holy fuck. I never have to do any. I get a reset on life. How many people get that? Not many. I don't. He's dead, Justin. They found him a couple oh, days Oh, the wizard? Later. Yeah, the wizard. The dead. wizard. The wizard. I'm not talking about the wizard. The wizard is deceased. And I, 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 I'm having a tough time with it for a couple of reasons. One, I just, that's one of my fears is like dying in a way like being drowned where you like, you know, I'm, the, the key was probably in his mouth. I watched too many movies, but then it like. He goes to take it out and it trickles to the bottom of the the Ganges. And he has that moment where he's like, well, fuck. And you just have to face your death. That's 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 a lot for me. But also I like that. I like that, though, being a magician because you finally are like, you got me. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, checkmate, friend. (laughs) Like one of those lines. Checkmate magic. I do like that. Yeah. If he's underwater, if he had the wherewithal, even though no one would ever hear it, if he had the wherewithal right before he's about to like swallow water to go, you got me magic. Like (laughs) what that, that is, even if just, you know, like I went out good. I went out good. Mm -hmm. Uh, he did this thing where he made a speech before he went into the water. Interesting. And I did not know this part. He said that, and he said this to all the people watching. He goes, if I survive, it will be magic. If I do not, it will be tragic. Something, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it was magic and tragic. Okay. You can't have a catchphrase when you're about to do something dangerous. <laughs> That's asking for it. That's like the Titanic being unsinkable. Like if I'm about to get on a hot air balloon that like fucking yeah. with a bunch of swords either, attached to either me. Either this will rise or I will demise. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be like, if it floats, it will fly. If it doesn't, I will cry. I think size dead guys. 
Uh, but it set me into this rabbit hole of like looking up uh, magic tricks. Well, can I also? Around? I have yeah. a theory about this. Okay. He was so distraught by those by those people seeing him escape through a trap door. Yeah. That he committed suicide. To be like, I told you, fuckers, this is real magic. Well, there's a there's a suicide theory out there because he. Yes, he, right. It's in here. He, what do you mean out there? He started. He started an hour before that. He started an hour earlier than he said he was gonna. So the water police weren't able to get there. He didn't inform all of his staff that enough specifics, so they were all kind of confused on what was happening. Uh, mm. I would say more likely it was like he was embarrassed by the last trick when people beat him up afterwards. So he probably wanted to make sure he did it right. Um, I looked into some other famous magician accidents. Okay. They are a bummer. A lot of people who tried to bury themselves alive, and that's just where they're buried now. Yeah. A lot of tough stuff. And not any of them are really funny, with the exception of one. Interesting. There's a guy who went on Vietnam's Got Talent. Oh, no. Yeah. There's a guy who went on Vietnam's Got Talent. Is there Talent. a clip? I've got to believe there is. I haven't looked it up yet. So he goes on. And his trick, and this is the lamest trick I've ever heard. He brings out five glasses. Four of them have water in it. One of them has acid in it. <laughs> you shut your mouth? This is real. No <laughs> way. This is 100% real, right? So he brings the five glasses out. He then brings a judge up on stage to, like, mix them around. So he, <laughs> so he doesn't know which glass is which. And he's aiming to prove that he is magic by drinking all the glasses except the acid glass. Oh, no. His name is Tran Tan His Fat. His name was. He survived. He did? But he drinks one of the glasses, and it's acid. The first <laughs> one's he, acid? I think it was the second one. Oh and he God. just spits it out immediately. Like, and they take him to the hospital. <laughs> That's like, as you're driving to the hospital with him, you're like, I know you can't ask me what are the odds right now, but 20%. <laughs> it's exactly 20% and you are the worst. Um, I have to go. This has been a long one. We did do a really long one yep. this time. And I, you know, so I'm a little tired and weary and I need a little support. So, all right. So the show's over. I love you, Chad and Justin. I love you. And Chad, I love you. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m., so click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.